Well, hey, friend, and welcome to another episode of Get Up Girl. Thank you so much for joining us today. Whatever you're doing right now, if you're out on a run, you're driving in the car, or maybe you just have a few precious moments of silence at home and you're enjoying a nice cup of coffee, we just want to say thank you for taking time out of your day to have a conversation with us. I am so thrilled to introduce you to my new friend, Holly Polonsky. She is my first Boston friend on the podcast, y'all. I'm super excited for you to get to know her a little bit better today. Holly is a wife, a mama, she's a businesswoman, she's a teacher, and she is also a cancer survivor. And today, Holly sits down with us and has a conversation about her journey with cancer and her miraculous healing through Jesus. And I can promise you this, you will not leave this conversation without some faith wind in your sails, my friend, because that is just Holly. She is everything precious, everything sweet. But above anything else, this woman loves her some Jesus. Before we get into this, when you have a few seconds to spare, if you will just head over to wherever you listen to your podcast and leave us a quick rating, a quick review. What that does is that helps others find this podcast easier. So if there has been a particular testimony or testimonies that have encouraged your heart, impacted you, stirred your faith, we want others to hear that too. So if you will share with a friend, share with a coworker, but also those ratings and those reviews help us out as well. All right. Thank y'all so much for taking time to do that. We really appreciate it. And here we go. Here's my conversation with my new beautiful friend, Holly Polanski. Hi, my name is Holly, and I'm originally from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I went to college in Oklahoma, and somehow I ended up here in Boston. I'm a wife, and I am a mom of two kids that I love dearly. And recently, we got a puppy, and I'm obsessed with this puppy. And I am a cancer survivor, and that's my get-up story. Well, hey, girl, welcome to this week's episode of Get Up Girl, a podcast inspired by women of all cultures and backgrounds who have been toe-to-toe in the ring of discouragement, disappointment, defeat, and how they got back up to fight. Each episode, we'll be discussing, well, all the things. Marriage, business, parenting, racial divides, grief, loss, and everything in between. We believe that you will be encouraged by these women through their stories. So come on, girl, it's time to get up. All right, well, hey, Holly, thanks so much for being on the podcast today. I have, you're a very special guest because you are my first Boston friend on the podcast. Oh, so I'm congratulations. So excited. <laughs> what an honor. Thank you. Yes, you are my first um, New England friend. So thank you for uh paving the way for that <laughs> well thank so, you very um very exciting for me too just you know since we've been up here and as I've just been meeting people and like getting to know the wonderful people here in the church and um so yeah this is this is like really exciting for me I'm like oh my gosh like a new friend oh I love podcast. it <laughs> I love it you're so sweet I'm so glad you're here yay okay so um it's and also kind of interesting because you know, I don't really know much about you. I saw a Facebook post from you a while back, and it was an anniversary, like, a of your 
um, battle with cancer. Yes. Is that right? Yes. It was, well, I think it was National Survivors Day. That was it. So I, I posted yes, a little. Yes, that, that was it. And, and you told like a little bit of your story and mm-hmm. I was reading through it and I was like, what? Like, as I was just reading through your testimony. And I mean, it was immediate. Like, I felt it immediately in my spirit. And I was Mm -hmm. like, it was like, ask her to if she'll share her story. And so I was so nervous to message you because I'm like, I know we don't know each other like super, super well, but would you like just open your heart and tell your whole story on this podcast? And you, you didn't even hesitate. No, you I really don't. didn't. It was like immediate. You were like, girl, yeah. When do you want to do it? And I'm like, well, do you want to pray about it? Like, do you, you like, like, no, I'm good. <laughs> I know. Let's do it. So I just, I, I appreciate that. I think that just mm-hmm. says so much about who you are. But, um, so this is kind of like, I am a little nervous because I'm like, I don't even really know like what questions to ask you because I don't, I don't know a ton about your story. So this is kind of new for me. Yeah. So we're just going to go with it together. Great. (laughs) Let's go. Okay. So let's just start. um, Why don't you just kind of talk about maybe how you grew up and, you know, did you grow up in church? Um, What were your views on God and, you know, how did you come to know the Lord personally? Um, that, that can, that journey. Sure. Well, I, um, I'm an only child. Okay. So I was very close, um, with my parents and yes, we grew up, I grew up in church. I went to a private Christian school my whole life. Okay. We had to wear skirts below our knees. Mm. One of those type of schools. Yes. It was very legalistic. So, mm-hmm. um, I growing up, I got saved when I was five. I do remember taking, like being at church and the pastor talking about hell. Mm-hmm. And I remember at five years old thinking, I don't want to go there. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I, I remember praying the prayer that he said to pray. And then I remember that night I was in um, bed and my dad came in to say goodnight and pray with me. And I asked him questions mm-hmm. and he said he distinctly remembers me praying the prayer of salvation then. But as I grew up, I was like, wait, did I really pray that? I was five. Do yes. I, I don't really remember. So I remember at nine, I did it again. And I was sure that I got saved at that yeah. point. Um, I think that question, especially like for young kids, like, you know, that early getting saved that early. It's like, I, yes. I'm laughing because I'm like, oh my gosh, the amount of times I remember as a kid asking myself and even mm-hmm. really into my teenage years being like, but Emma, just to make sure, let me just yes. pray it again. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. Exactly. Like you got to double down and just make, yes. make sure. Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I just grew up. I, so because I went to such a strict, uh, Christian school, um, I, my relationship with God was more of rules. Yeah. I just thought he was full of rules. Mm-hmm. And I my personality is I don't want to break rules. So I felt like growing up when it came to God, I just was I didn't really have a full relationship with him because I was always afraid that I wasn't doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um like I just thought that I don't know if I didn't read my Bible, then something bad was going to happen. Yeah. And uh, that was, you know, that wasn't a healthy (laughs) way to uh, grow up. But um, thankfully, I did go to a really good church um, and got involved. I had a great youth group. Mm -hmm. And that's when I would say my relationship with like, 
I decided, okay, reading the Bible isn't something I have to do. He's not going to get mad at me. And then I turned into, I want to do this. Yeah. I want to talk to Jesus. You know, like I wasn't, I wasn't full. I don't know. Just there were so many roles at my school that I just constantly thought it just, it just always was overwhelming to me. Yeah. And uh, I decided to go away to um, school. I actually went to Bible school first before college. Cool. And um, when I, so I left the house at 18. Everybody said to me, (laughs) everybody around me was like, Holly's not going to last. Because I was only child attached to my mom. Yeah. (laughs) So that was really out of my comfort zone. But I really felt like God was saying, go to this, this school. And this school taught a lot about faith. And um, unfortunately, um, when I was at this Bible school, my mom suddenly passed away. Mm. So that was like really hard for me. And it really, it really took a toll on my relationship with Jesus. Not in a bad way, just was more like, why did this happen? Did I, and because I grew up thinking he was a God of so many rules, I went back to that and I thought I did something. I didn't pray enough. Yeah. I didn't I didn't do this. I didn't do that. So I really had to work through that at that point. Yeah. And you were in college. You or Bible school. Bible at that school. Point. This was okay. Yeah. Okay. And so what was, you know, what was that gosh, that walk of having to kind of wrestle that out with the Lord, like those questions of like did I do something to cause this or I must have done something like do you remember just kind of your heart's wrestle with that like how oh you, definitely how yeah. you came to the other side of saying like God is still good God is still mm-hmm. faithful and it took it was a process yeah I'm I'm very thankful that at this Bible school I um I've I kind of learned in my life. I, this is again. This is not my personality. I'm usually a shy person, and um, <laughs> I'm so I proud just, of you. Oh, so thanks. <laughs> but um, I've learned to ask for help. Yeah. And I never. Um, I just. I was not doing well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my mom had died. I was at this Bible school. Like I knew she was in heaven, but I just felt really like, how could this happen? And so um, I went to this pastor who did grief counseling, and I did, um, I got a hold of this book. Um, It's actually called Good Grief, and it talks about the 10 stages of grief. And it was like, this book was like life-changing for me. And then this book followed a 10-week class, so they talked about each stage. And even now, when my when somebody I know um, is dealing with grief, mm-hmm. I send them this book. Yeah. Like, I should just, I can't even tell you how many times I've sent this book to somebody. Wow. Because it's helped me, it helped me so much. And I really walked through, I think because I got it immediately, mm-hmm. and I was able to get in and realize that it was okay to be angry, it was okay to cry, it was okay to, you can grieve in a good way, that's why yeah what the book is called good grief and when i learned that grieving was okay and i wasn't doing something wrong i really was able to work through that so that part was really it was good for me yeah so i'm glad i got that and then once i worked through it you know of course it still had moments of like and i still do i still have my moments yeah, yeah. i remember i was at target the other day and 
a, um, a girl was like had a kid probably my kid's age and they're in the toy aisle and the mom is talking like she's talking to her mom and her mom's talking to her and they're picking out a toy and I just kind of stared at them they're probably like <laughs> why is this girl staring at us just because I've never had that my mom never met my children so oh, I just gosh. kind of look and I'm like oh you know, that's nice that they have that. Yeah. I just wanted to see the interaction. Yeah. So, yeah. But so, of course, I have my moments, but I definitely um, I I don't feel the despair and grief. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm able to, you know, move not move on because I don't feel like you ever move on, but work through it. Yeah. Move forward. Yeah. Move forward. Yeah. That's the word. Yeah. How did your uh, your relationship with your dad was was that? like strengthened in that time or did oh definitely yeah. yeah we relied on each other a lot more yeah um and I was I was 1100 miles away from home so oh my gosh yeah and actually this class helped me so much that I went through mm-hmm. that I would send him this is before like you could scan and document probably I don't know <laughs> but I would mail him the class notes so he oh. was able to get that as well yes where he was so y'all were able to kind of work through mm-hmm. that together yeah your own your own way but together that's right. beautiful yeah I mean that that really is I you know I think I think that again just points back to God's heart for his right. people and and his heart for those that are hurting and you know how Absolutely. he just how he moves even in those hard times yeah um so when you finished bible school what was your plan after that? Like, did you go to Bible school because you did, like you just felt this is where the Lord was leading me? Yes. Or were you like, I'm gonna do ministry? I'm gonna do right. Yeah. So I I went to Bible school because I love children and I wanted to be a children's pastor. So okay. that's the reason why I went. Oh, cool. And um, I went to college because I promised my mother I would get a degree. <laughs> That's the only reason I went to college. And to honor that promise that I made to her, I had no desire to go to college whatsoever. Oh, my god! But I did. So then I went to college right after Bible school. And what's your degree in from college? Um, education. Okay. Yeah. So did you, did you go on to be a children's pastor? Um, I've always worked in children's ministry. Yeah, okay. I've always done something with children's ministry. Yeah. yeah. So I'm always, um, yeah, there's just... I've taken a little bit of a break mm-hmm. from it because having my own kids now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's your children's ministry. Yeah, right exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm still in children's ministry. And I, and I will just say on the topic of your children, um, having your daughter in youth, it Aww. just like I genuinely love when she's here. Aww. Like I lo- she she sits in, sits in the same spot every week <laughs> with her two friends. Yes. And it like – when I see her on that front row, I'm like, oh, she's here. Like, Aww. she's just, she's just, just so, she brings me so much joy. Oh, thank you. And she was actually one of the first students that talked to me when we got oh, here. Nice. Like, our first Sunday here, she just came right up and introduced oh, herself. Good for her. And I was wearing, I have this necklace um, that my sister got me with the state of Louisiana on it. Okay. Like, it's just like a reminder of home. Yeah. And I was wearing it that first Sunday. And... She was like, so you're from Louisiana? And I was like, yeah. And she starts, like, spouting off all these facts about <laughs> she, Louisiana. She and I was history. like, she, you know, I learned that very quickly. But, you know, she, and she starts talking about Mardi Gras and, you know, crawfish and, like, this and that. And I'm like, who is this wow. child? 
<laughs> and I was like, yes, yes, girl. Yeah, you know, and her, her other two friends were standing there and they were like, what's Mardi Gras? Like, they, you know, and but me and your daughter were like, I was like, oh my gosh, someone knows about my home. Um, but yeah, That's she was, sweet. that will always be like etched on my brain because she was one of the very first students that like came up and made a, made me feel welcome. Oh. And so I, and I've never told you that. Oh. I've never even told her yeah. that, but um, so she just kind of like, just that was good for my heart oh, but good. anyway I love having her around I love having her in the youth group so oh, good. just a little segue there <laughs> um okay so uh when you when you finished college did you go on to teach your degree was in education um yes I did um I was able to do it um remotely which wasn't a thing back then um, so I basically mailed wow. in my tests and, um, yeah, it was, it was very interesting. They didn't, mm-hmm. they obviously felt bad for my situation. So they worked with me. I was so close to finishing. It was my senior year Yeah, that, um, we figured something out for me. Um, but yes. And, and then I taught, I only taught one year of, uh, first grade mm-hmm. in a Christian school. Yeah. And yeah. that was here. here. Yeah. That was here, right? Yeah. At IFC? Yeah. That's really cool. Um, okay, so so you mentioned, let's circle back around. So when you were in college, you were diagnosed with what form of cancer? Uh, it's called Hodgkin's lymphoma. Okay. And so can can you just kind of walk through that sure. season and, you know, what, what that was like for you? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I was not feeling right. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know what was really what was going on. My school had these fun runs that you needed to to t- participate in they were not fun I'm not a runner so I did not enjoy this <laughs> it's kind of and, an oxymoron a fun, a fun run yeah oh. so I was like okay and I remember <clears throat> I ran ran walked it yeah and afterwards I was like I do not feel right like I just I really didn't know what was going on but I'm like oh I'm in college I'm probably tired I probably didn't eat well yesterday or yeah whatever so like things started coming up um I was exhausted um I started losing weight which of course in college you're really excited about and my friends were coming <laughs> up to me they're like what are you doing I'm like I don't know I don't know it's awesome <laughs> yeah they're like you look like you've lost 10 pounds I'm like I did <laughs> so I I so I didn't know that was like a sign of cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, and with lymphoma, one of the classic signs is night sweats and itchy. And so I was sweating at night. And so I would tell my roommate, I'm like, you have it too hot in here. She's like, Holly, it is not hot in here. I'm like, well, then why am I sweating? She's like, I don't know. Yeah. You know, so like there were different signs. And then I would just like scratch my legs and be like, why are my legs itchy? Maybe it's the water. Maybe it's the soap. Like I just... I didn't think anything yeah, of it. Yeah, I mean, your mind doesn't go there. No, it know? doesn't. And then I remember I was sitting in a business class I had to take, and <laughs> I was um, feeling my neck, my collarbone, and all of a sudden I couldn't feel my collarbone on the right side. And um, I really, really feel like the Lord's head pushed down. So I pushed down, and then all of a sudden, this giant lump pops up. It's the size of a softball. And I was like, okay, like I'm feeling that. I'm like, what what in the world is this? So then 
I went to the school nurse and she's like, I think you pulled a muscle, um, but you should probably go see a doctor. So at the time I was talking to one of my best friends, Erica. Oh, yes. (laughs) Hi, Erica. We love you. (laughs) And um, Erica's mom is a nurse Mm -hmm. and she told her mom and um, I went to the doctor. The doctor's like, I think you just pulled a muscle. Um, take some muscle relaxers. So I went to Walmart, picked up the prescription, came back. Erica told her mom what was going on, and her mom then wanted to talk to me. And she's like, I'm not trying to scare you, Holly, but I really think you need to go get a second opinion. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, fine. I'll go get a second opinion. I didn't even have a doctor in Tulsa at that point. I just... I didn't. So I had to call. I called somebody that I knew. They referred me. They told me about a doctor. So I went to that doctor. And that doctor just looked at me. And she's like, okay, um, we're going to do an x-ray here. And then I'm going to send you to the hospital for a CAT scan. And I'm like, what? What's a CAT scan? Yeah. I just, I didn't know. Yeah. And so she did an x-ray in her little office. And the technology was not that great back then. But the x-ray showed a massive tumor. It was wrapped around my windpipe, my, um, oh my voice box, my esophagus. It was down my chest, up my head, down my back. And the tumor had tentacles that were, like, just reaching out. It was looked like something from a crazy movie. So it picked oh, this word. up in her little office. In, her, in an x-ray. Yes, in an x-ray, not like an advanced hospital machine. Wow. So I go over to the hospital. My two good friends come, my roommate, and then my other friend come with me. And um, I get the CAT scan. I leave, and then the doctor calls. Oh, and then we went shopping because, I mean, I wanted to go shopping after that whole ordeal. I'm exhausted. (laughs) I'm like, let's go to the mall. Yeah. That's what you did back then. (laughs) And so we went to the mall, and I remember I was trying on clothes in the dressing room, trying to just forget about what was going on. The doctor calls me and says, I need you to get around people. Where are you right now? Oh, and I'm gosh. like, oh, my gosh, what in the world is going on? Yeah. And um, they said, you know, we're pretty sure that you have cancer and you need to go to the hospital immediately. And I was like, cancer? Yeah. I'm like, I'm 22. Mm. I'm like, what do you mean? cancer i'm like isn't that what like 80 year olds get yeah i'm like how did i get this so like we don't know but you need to go and she's like where is your parent or guardian you know and i'm like uh 1100 miles away yeah so then she's like well what is your dad's number so then she called my dad scared my dad um i can only (laughs) imagine yeah told my dad what was going on because i just couldn't comprehend it i was like i don't know what's going on here so my dad immediately books a flight down and then I'm seeing a surgeon and then within a week we um because you have to see what stage they were sure it was cancer they just weren't sure like if it was all over my body what stage it was so we had to figure that out so we went in and um I had surgery within a week and um in oh that gosh. week, I know, 22. And I had just lost my mom a couple years earlier. So mm. my poor dad is, like, 
what is going on right yeah. now. So Aww. I asked, I literally went up to everybody I knew and I said, do you pray? <laughs> and they <laughs> said, and if they said yes, I said, pray for me. I was just like, I'm taking all the prayer I could get. I'm uh, just, right. Yeah. I, that, that was the only way I knew to handle this. Uh-huh. I'm just going to totally rely on God for this. And, um, I went in, I had the surgery, and the surgeon said to me, I don't think we're going to be able to take it out because it had tentacles. And oh, he's like, I don't want to mess anything up. Um, so I'm just going to take a sample of it, basically, so we can figure out what, what kind of cancer it is. I was like, okay, fine. So I'll never forget. I was coming out of surgery, and the doctor comes over, and he just, like, cups his hands And he goes, I can't believe it. And I go, what? What happened? And, like, I'm still groggy from the surgery. And he goes, it just came out. He's like, the whole thing just came out. He's like, I wasn't expecting that. What? Yeah. But at that point, it was cancer. So, um, and it was, I kind of forget what stage it was at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, And because cancer, this this cancer that I had is of the blood and cells, Mm. um, they were like, we don't know if you have any more in your body. We're recommending that you do chemotherapy and radiation. Mm. So I did follow through with that. And how long was that process? Uh, long. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did four months of chemotherapy, um, oh. which was every, I think it was every 14 days mm-hmm. I went in, but I was sick. I wasn't as sick as I believe I could have been because I felt like I was really you know, God really protected me during that time, but I was sick. Yeah. Uh, lost hair, lost all my hair, um, mm. my eyebrows and, um, yeah, yeah. It just, it was not fun. I, so I did chemo. I tried to stay in school cause I'm like, I'm, I'm almost done with college at this yeah. point. I'm a senior in college. Yeah. So I tried, but when you're going through chemotherapy, it's just your immune system is so, um, suppressed because, you know, you're fighting, you're basically putting bad stuff in and hoping your body fights it off. Mm. And so I was just getting sicker and sicker. And, um, I ended up in the hospital a couple of times and it just, it was too much to go into school. So at that point I flew home. Mm-hmm. They said to me, you're going to get sick on the plane. Like you're just going to do that. Like mm. there's no way around that. And I was like, okay. So I flew home um, to Pittsburgh. We decided, it was Thanksgiving. We decided to drive to Philadelphia to see the rest of our family. Mm-hmm. So it's like a six-hour drive. By the time, <laughs> this is this is my, I had funny moments throughout the whole process. Yeah. So Thanksgiving, the day after Thanksgiving, I wake up and I go to take a shower and I can't feel the water hitting the left side of my face. So I was like, well, this probably isn't good. <laughs> so well, I, <laughs> we've learned our lesson that when we can't feel something. Yeah. <laughs> so I go down, um, I get dressed. I go downstairs to my aunt and my dad and I go, I can't feel the left side of my face. And my dad looks at me and he goes, did you have a stroke? 
I said, I don't know. I don't know, Dad. I said, what does a stroke feel like? <laughs> oh, my gosh, Holly. I know. All these, but yeah, it just, like, breaks my heart. You're like, what's a cat's name? Like, what's a stroke exactly. feel like? I yeah. mean, but, but those are such, like, I mean, they're such valid questions. Yes. I don't know what a stroke feels like. Yeah. I wouldn't know if I was having, you know, like. Yeah. Oh, and I forgot what to say when the doctor was like, we think it's lymphoma. And I said, okay, well, where do I pick up a prescription? She goes, no, Holly, that's cancer. I'm like, okay, well, where do I pick up a prescription? My question still stands. <laughs> I didn't know. I just had no clue of yeah. the medical world. At 22, I well, just yeah, didn't I mean, know. Most 22-year-olds aren't aren't thinking about that. Yeah. You know. So I ended up in the hospital for four days. I ended up getting shingles, which is like the adult form of chickenpox, yeah. in my ear. Which cut off all the nerves on the side oh, of my face. My stars. So it was very, very painful. Um, very painful. So I was in the hospital. And I got out of the hospital. And again, this was in 2002. And I just liked shopping. So I said to my cousin, <laughs> can we go to the mall? She's like, sure. sure why not? Yeah. So we literally left the hospital. I asked, of course, I asked the doctor. They're like, yeah, you're fine. Go ahead. Yeah. And I'll never forget, she was walking on my left side. And she goes, Holly, I don't think you're doing very well. She's like, you just don't look good. And I was like, no, come on this side. <laughs> so she goes over to my right side. She goes, oh, you're smiling. Never mind. <laughs> so I've had moments. Come over of, to my good side. Yeah, exactly. Good side. exactly. Oh, my gosh. That is, that is funny. I mean, I know, you know. Yeah, now that you've—it's been enough time yeah. that you've walked through it that you can look back and laugh on those little moments like that. But I'm sure, as you were in the thick of it, it was—it oh, took a toll. On it your, sure did on your thoughts and emotions, everything. And not to mention your body, yeah. as well. But yeah, um, I okay. So I I do want to circle back when you said that you got the call when when the doctor called you and said, "Are you around people?" Yeah, you know. And they said you have cancer. Yeah. From that phone call to the time you had surgery was a week. Yes. So that like that's not a lot of time. I mean, yeah. To get a phone call like that, mm -hmm. which is I mean that's a life changing phone call. Right. To you're being wheeled in an OR for like a major operation. Yeah. You know, I mean I just like what what was the what were those seven days like I probably felt every emotion possible yeah like I was single and I you know I even thought you know well maybe this isn't why I'd, I don't have a boyfriend right now maybe yeah. I'm not gonna make it you know um I, I I don't know I just I thought oh maybe I'm gonna see my mom soon you know mm -hmm. like the, you just I just had I don't want to say I was c constantly thinking about death but it just I didn't know it was a lot to process mm -hmm. and yeah. thankfully I had a really good support system around me and they weren't they were keeping me entertained yeah <laughs> like we went to the movies I remember I big my big fat Greek wedding was in the uh -huh. movie theater at the time <laughs> and my friend took me twice to go see it because it made me laugh she's like let's just go I'm like okay um, but even in the movies there were times where I would just, I would just want to burst into tears mm -mm. just because I just didn't, I couldn't understand how this was happening. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I'm supposed to be, this is supposed to be my fun year in college. Yeah. Um, and, 
and I'm like, what's going to happen? Am I going to go home? Like, am I going to be able to stay? I just had so many questions. It it was a very long week. Yeah. And then I had the naysayers that were calling me up saying, you know, um, one person that I know, uh, again, legalistic Christian, said to me, well, are you not in forgiveness? Are you not forgiving somebody? Because maybe this is why you got cancer. I can't. I can't. Yeah. And so it just was, it was very difficult. And uh, yeah. And I'm sure like, you know, you said the school that you grew up in, that legalistic way of thinking was so ingrained in you. Yeah. You know, and even though you had, you weren't walking in in that anymore, but when something's been ingrained in you for so long, right? it's it's really easy to kind of like slip back into those ways of thinking or those patterns of like, oh, maybe maybe it is me. Yeah. Like, you know. I thought, so um, I'm 22 at the time. I obviously can um, have alcohol if I wanted. The school, you had to sign an honor code. Yeah. That you would not drink alcohol. And the night before we went to sign the honor code, I went to a bar. It was my f- maybe my first time. I don't remember. And I had alcohol because I'm like, well, I'm going to sign it tomorrow. And in my <laughs> head, isn't it funny how I thought maybe I got cancer because I had that alcohol. Oh. That's literally where that was one of the things, like one of the ways my yeah. head went just yeah. because of the way I grew up. So, yeah, definitely. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you start, th- you just start questioning everything. Yeah. Like, I, I'm like, what did I eat? Have I been eating bad? Have I done this? Have I done that? So mm-hmm. it just, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So what was, you know, you had, you had the surgery, which was like a miracle yes. that, you know, the doctor was mm-hmm. like, it just came out. But then you still went through the chemo and the radiation and, and, you know, your body just trying to recover. What was your, you know, your time with God like? Like, and, and your your heart's questions and, you know, all of that. Like, what was, right. how was God moving in that time? Well, um, I definitely, like I said, I surrounded myself with encouraging, faith-filled mm-hmm. uh, people that were going to speak life yeah. into me and not death. And I got a hold of one of my best friends, grandmothers, actually. She's like prayer warrior. Yes. Oh, love yes. those praying grandmas. Yes. Thankful for and them. And she said to me, Holly, find a scripture, and you're going to stand on that scripture. So I did. I found the one in Romans that talks about the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells yes. in you. He can quicken your mortal body. So I just would say that over and yes. over and over again. I'm like, okay, Jesus, if you could raise, you know, or, okay, God, if you could raise Jesus from the dead and quicken his mortal body, yep. you can definitely quicken my body and get rid of all these cancer cells. Mm-hmm. And every time I went through chemo, every um, every time, it was scary. So I, yeah. I, I don't know if you know anything about chemotherapy. But. Not, no, <laughs> I mean, not, not like obviously from a personal experience, just yeah. from what others have I've heard from others talk, but no, I don't. So at the time of my chemotherapy, one of the big things was I was 22. So they're thinking, are you going to want children one day? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So at 22. That's a daunting thought. Yeah. At 22, we had talked about um, there had been some talk of maybe we'll freeze something or 
you know, but they were so like, we have to, we have to move on this. Yeah. That we didn't have time to freeze anything like that. So I signed papers at 22 that I recognized that this cancer, this chemotherapy um, could possibly harm my um, ability to have children one day. So I signed it. Oh my gosh, Holly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was that, awful. I mean, this is like, this, that's a lot to take in. Yeah, at 22 it is. Yeah. For sure. And my mom was not there to help me navigate oh. through this. Um, Lord. And they give you, they give you, it's almost like an owner's manual of all the stuff that can go wrong when you're going through chemo. And you have to initial every page. And my dad looked at me. He goes, we're not believing any of this. We're believing God that mm. it, this is this is not going to harm you. This is just going to kill the cancer and nothing else. Oh, dad for the win. Yeah. So Gosh. I just initialed and I didn't even look. I just initialed yeah. and flipped, initialed and flipped the pages because I was like, I'm not, I'm not believing. And every time we went to have chemotherapy, every time I went to have it, chemotherapy is there's chemotherapy basically means drugs, mm-hmm. and there's like two thousand different drugs. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's I had a concoction of drugs one of one of the drugs that i got they had to um it was through an iv and they had to put a paper bag over it because if it hit the sunlight it would burn so it could burn your skin oh my gosh i know i'm like yeah and you're putting this directly just yeah in my system pumping it through your body yeah wow yeah that's crazy and then was the radiation do those go together or are they like you do one and you finish it and then you do the Mm -hmm. other in my case it was okay so um yeah, I did chemo basically, and as soon as I was feeling up to it, as soon as my blood count was good, um, I had another one, mm. and it just they just keep it going. Yeah. Um, then they gave me a two month break, and then I did radiation every day for thirty one days. They basically put um, like a hockey mask that's made of wax like they made it for my face so that was a little weird getting a hot wax on your face yeah and they like clip you down to the table and then they put um temporary tattoos which have still not washed off what? <laughs> <They're>, yes <laughs> so a a fun fact about you is that um, you used to have temporary tattoos I from 2002. <laughs> yes, they do. 2002 to 2003. Yes, they're little dots, so they look like freckles, and so they line it. They line the um, the red laser of the radiation up to oh, that, yeah. so you're in the exact same pace. So they're targeting where they're doing it. Okay. And it just made me tired, but it wasn't anything yeah. like chemotherapy. Yeah. Yeah. So. What was the, um, like, after you went through the chemo and radiation, you know, is it, what, what is it like from there on out? Is it like, hey, it, it's over, like, cancer's done, you're, you're good, or is it like you have to keep coming back to get checked, or how does that work? Okay, so um, in most cases of cancer, they say remission. So I went in and had a full body scan. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that time, they called me. Um, that was when they called me with the good news. It was April 8th, 2003. So it's almost 19 years tomorrow. Actually. I was going to say, what is today? Isn't it <laughs> April something? Yeah. Yeah. Tomorrow will be my 19 year. <gasps> oh, my God. Yeah. Look at Very that. exciting. Yes. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. So they say, congratulations. You are now in remission. 
They don't say cancer-free until five years. And then at 10 years, so, like, they have big milestones they want you to reach. Yeah. 10 years, they said if you don't have anything um, come back in that time, you're you're probably good for life. Okay. Um, so I believe it was after 10 years I stopped getting scans. But now I have to get scans because radiation could actually cause cancer. So now I'm getting scans what? because I had radiation. I know. So, yeah, so then um, I faced cancer again. <laughs> so I, I was going to ask you that, yeah. that. You mentioned that in your intro that you almost... Yeah. So mm-hmm. what, what's what's that story? So I had radiation over my thyroid. And um, they tested, they did an ultrasound on my thyroid, and they found um, two nodules on it. And so they're like, okay, let's do a biopsy. I'm like, oh, gosh, here we go again. Yeah. <laughs> so I went in for the biopsy, and the biopsy was inconclusive. What does that mean? They, they couldn't tell if it was cancer or not, like it wasn't, they weren't picking up, they were seeing some cells, but they weren't picking up like full blown cells. Okay. So they're like, well, um, let's send this off for um, like a special testing. So they sent it off, which was really funny because the testing site was in Pittsburgh where I'm from and it took um, three weeks to come back. I guess they tried to grow the cells to see what it would turn into. And in those three weeks, I was really scared at that point. Yeah. Because at this point, when I was facing cancer at 22, I was single. Like, I mean, not to sound morbid, but it's like if something happened to me, you know, like, of course, yeah. my dad would miss me and my friends. But I, I didn't have a husband and kids. And this time I have two kids mm. and a husband. And I'm like, God, I, I'm not going through this again. Like, I'm just, yeah. please. Um, they came back. I came back. Um, took a while, it came back, and they said there's a 99% chance that it is cancer um, or going to turn into cancer. They're like, we're still having trouble seeing this. Oh, oh and, gosh. and to make it even better, it was my husband and um, our, it was our 10th anniversary. Mm. And we decided to take a trip to New York City. Mm-hmm. So we were in Central Park and I remember I'm like, oh, let's kiss in Central Park when we would have gotten married at 3.30 10 years earlier. And we're just about to kiss. And that's when the doctor calls and says, Holly, are you around people? Can you sit down? I'm like, yeah. So just tell me. She's like, we're pretty sure it's cancer. They took it out. So I went and then I had surgery. So I had my thyroid removed. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, She came back and she called me and she says, Holly, I can't believe it. They can find no cancer in this. Yeah. And I was like, are you serious? She's like, I am serious. No cancer. Yes. So I was so thankful to God that this time it was a complete miracle. It was. Absolutely. You know, it just, it, that one, I didn't have to go through any chemo or radiation. Yeah. So yeah, no cancer that time. Wow. Can you think back on some times that maybe God spoke to you or or did something that you've just really hung on to that was in that season? Right. Um, Definitely. I feel like um, the second time with my thyroid, Mm -hmm. I just had absolute peace. Mm. Like it was, I remember the doctor when she, after we left our anniversary trip, I immediately 
went to the doctor and um she's like i'm so sorry holly i know you've been through so much she's like opening up the window to get air in there and Mm -hmm. i just looked at her and i said it's fine it'll be okay yeah and she just looked at me and she was like holly it's probably cancer again and i'm like it's it's okay i'm like i'm fine yeah and she's like, I think she started getting upset with me. Like, why are you not reacting? She yeah. looks at my husband and was like, what, what is she doing? And my husband, of course, is like super pale. <laughs> like, he's just like, I can't believe it. He's never been through this before. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, I, I, I said, I'm, I'll be fine. I know I'm going to be fine. Yeah. And I said, I know that God did not bring me this far for this to stop now like I need to be here I pleaded with God I was like I need to be here for my children I need to be here for my husband I'm not going to do this again and I just had complete peace and it was amazing Mm because last time I think last time I had a lot of fear yeah like it just there was a lot coming at me Um, I was younger um, and I just I didn't really know how to process it but the next time I was like okay I'm going to be good yeah. So it was pretty amazing to feel that peace the second time. I'm like, oh, yeah, I wish su- I felt that the first time. <laughs> Truly like a supernatural <laughs> yes, it was. peace from God. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And how have you, how have you faced, like, do you face fear differently now that you've walked through that? I do. Um, I honestly, I deal with anxiety, but I don't deal with anxiety like, if somebody said, will you jump out of a plane? I'd probably be like, okay, sure. Like that that kind of anxiety, like normal anxiety, um, doing things, going places, that, but medical anxiety. Yeah. I can find myself yeah. retreating back and especially with my children. Like if one yeah. of my kids are sick or something like that, I can, I can. I'll go to the doctor and I'll be like, you need to tell me again. What are you thinking? Do, is this serious? And, yeah. And luckily I'm, um, I communicate well, I think, with mm-hmm. doctors. <laughs> Either that or they get annoyed and they just keep <laughs> telling me it's okay. But, um, you know, the doctors that I have now, and I have many of them, um, they, you know, they'll first say, it's not cancer. I'm like, okay. And then I can hear what they're saying. Yeah. But they know they need to. Yeah. Say that to me for me to hear anything they say. So, yeah, yeah, I definitely can deal with fear and anxiety. Um, I I, I can also I can tell when I'm not in the word as much Mm. as, um, you know, I should be Mm -hmm. or my prayer life, because when something will come up, I can feel the fear or frustration or, you know, like when a large bill shows up, it's like, oh where's this money going to come from? You know, like I, but then I can tell when I am in faith and, you know, it's like, oh, we got the, okay, we'll be fine. Yeah. We'll be fine. God will provide. Yeah, exactly. always has. Yeah. Yeah. So I I think I go through, I'm I'm sure everybody does. I don't know. You know, times of just where I'm really um, strong in my prayer life and I can face things and other times where I'm like, I'm just going to go back to bed. Yeah. Not today. <laughs> yeah, not today. <laughs> we'll try again tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. Um, have you talked to your kids about this this journey with cancer? Um, a little bit. They definitely know that uh, I've had cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, they know that I had medicine that uh, made me lose my hair. I've mm-hmm. talked to them about that. Actually, my daughter donated her hair last <gasps> Christmas. So Stop. that was, yeah. Ugh. 
Yeah, a year. Well, a year that girl. over a year ago, she wanted to do it. Oh, and it like that was a very sweet moment for me. Yeah, to, you know, for her to do that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I talk to them. I don't tell them the whole mm. what they can comprehend at their current ages. Yeah. You know, but they they're aware and they they know that mommy has a lot of doctor's appointments, a lot of tests. Yeah. Unfortunately, when I do get sick, um. I don't, my body doesn't, like, if I'm sick, I'm usually in bed for a couple days, and they mm-hmm. know that. Mm-hmm. Um, have you been able to really talk to them about, like, f- having faith in the Lord and healing? Yes, and absolutely. All of that with them, so they, like, they understand yeah. that, like, God's a God of healing and all that. Yeah, definitely. And I think, I think my daughter even would remember when I was going through the second time mm-hmm. of facing cancer. And, yes, they're, they, they'll they pray for me. They'll lay hands on me. They'll pray for me. Sweet. Um, yeah. Yeah. They're really um, – my son, he, he loves to pray, which is amazing. And, um, you know, my husband is wonderful in that aspect. He – as soon as one of us says we're not feeling well, he immediately will lay hands and say, let's pray. Yeah. So I, I'm thankful to have and, – and I'm also thankful for my husband because, because, like I said, I deal with some medical anxiety. And I remember one time I was feeling – like, so you have lymph nodes all over your body. Mm-hmm. And um, I was feeling under my armpit <laughs> – sorry, not to be <laughs> – and I thought I felt a lump. And it was the middle of the night. So I'm like, is this a lump? Is this normal? So my husband was sleeping. So I lifted up his arm, <laughs> and I felt his armpit. <laughs> and he rolled over, and he goes, Holly, it's not cancer. Go back to bed. Uh-uh. <laughs> like, he just knows at this point where my mind goes. Oh, so, my gosh. Yeah. I love that. I thought you were going to say, like, I was fully expecting you to say, like, you woke him up and you were like, hey, feel this. Does this feel weird? was not expecting you to go that you lifted his armpit in the middle of the night. I did. I just wanted to see if he had the same love. Like, do you have this? Let me see. That's funny. Yeah. I love it. Well, I can definitely tell, like, you you for sure have the joy of the Lord. Oh, I mean, you. it's all it's all over you. I know no one else can see you right now. But um, even in your voice and, and just how you talk and how you talk about God, it's very evident that you just you walk in in the joy of the lord thank you you know and you've and and you've been through it and now you've come out on the other side and so you've seen it Mm -hmm. and can speak into others lives that you know maybe are walking through cancer right now Mm -hmm. or just like you said kind of that anxiety of Mm -hmm. like what if or Mm -hmm. could this be you know whatever but um my my last question for you in regards to your story is um you know, do you have any encouragement or wisdom or advice for someone who may be walking through this right now or just kind of struggling in general with like just maybe anxiety around the medical, sure. you know, like is there is there anything that you would would say to them? One of the things that God showed me that has stuck with me is um I really believe that idle time thinking why me why me why me here we go again like and it talks about in the bible nothing's new under the sun yeah and then when i realized like yes i had a really crappy couple years there Mm -hmm. for sure but you know god's still good 
and he loves me and I made it through. And I think those times where I do crawl back into bed, not that it's not okay to crawl into bed and have time of rest, but when you let your mind, when you don't capture your thoughts um, and put them in and take them under God's word, the the devil can just have a heyday with Mm -hmm. your mind. Mm -hmm. And so I would say to anybody who's dealing with anxiety or facing a really hard situation, just watch your thought life Mm. because it, it really starts with your thoughts. So if you just keep your thoughts, even if you just have to say, God, you're good, yeah. or Jesus loves me, or just go take it back to like a couple phrases. I remember um, I looked myself in the mirror and I would speak to myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I would say, no, Holly, you are healed. You are not going to die. You will live and not die. Just simple yeah. phrases that just can, so when you have that thought, you know, they, even even my kids, you know, when they have fear or whatever, I'll be like, God has not given you a spirit of fear. Yeah. You're able to do this. It's just simple little um, confessions, encouragement. I think it starts in your thought life. So I would say that's one of the big things. Yeah. But I know I'm guilty of it. I know I have days where I'm like, you know, it, and it's very easy to go down that path. Mm-hmm. It's very easy to go down it. And I think one of the big things is you got to just – you, you can't just capture your thoughts. Yeah. That's, that's all that's, I can no, say that's, to that. That's great. Yeah. That is so great. I love it. Well, Holly, thank you so much for sharing your story and um, just being vulnerable and, and just being so willing to say yes. Like I said, you didn't even hesitate, you know, when I asked. And you were like, absolutely, I'll share my story and, and what God has done and how he's been faithful. So I just wanted to say thank you for, for doing that and just opening your heart and being honest and real. Oh, thank you for having me. It was fun to be here. Yes, absolutely. Um, all right, so we'll just move into our fun little wrap-up questions okay. here at the end. Um, my first question for you is, what are three things in your life that you do every single day? I drink iced tea. I don't drink coffee. Oh, okay. This is probably a real dumb question. Is it sweet tea? I would love to drink sweet tea every day. That would be my <laughs> choice. But, again, I, since I don't have a thyroid... <laughs> I don't like to drink my calories as yeah, much, yeah, but okay. I will definitely. Oh, I love sweet tea. Do you? I love sweet tea. Oh, I knew I liked you, Holly. <sighs> yes. I, you can't find it up here. Chick fil A, Cracker Barrel. That's yeah. it. <laughs> oh yeah, Cracker Barrel. Yeah. But now you know I make it, but no one. I know. No one up here. I drinks it. I know. I drink it I'll, anytime. Yes. Anytime you want, okay. I'll drink okay, it with that's you. Good to know. Yes, I love iced tea. Sweet okay, so tea, you drink tea, tea, not coffee. Yes. Okay. Um, what is I set random alarms on my phone throughout the day. For what? Uh, everything. <laughs> <laughs> and so I just have all these alarms that go off. And people are like, well, there's Holly with her alarms. <laughs> Which alarm is this one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. Yeah. Um, what's something else I do every day? I, I definitely pray with my kids before Aww. school. Every morning we pray together. I love it. Even if it's just a quick prayer, I, I have to pray with them before they go out the door. Yeah. For sure. Oh, that's sweet. What grades are they in? My son is in fourth. My daughter is in sixth. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet ages. Yeah. How's middle school? Oh, gosh. (laughs) (laughs) That was a huge jump I was not ready for. Yeah. Like, I remember, I've been actually saying to some of my friends, I said, we should start a mommy and me for middle school moms. (gasps) 
Yes. So we can sit around and talk about how big of a change. Yeah. It's just like all of a sudden elementary school is so like you have to call the teacher and say this person's picking them up from school Mm -hmm. and then they hit middle school they don't care like they can go wherever they want the kids walk into town they all have phones they're all on social media all of a sudden and i'm i know and i'm getting requests from my friends from my daughter's friends and i'm going (laughs) My daughter doesn't have social media. Like, and then you start thinking, should I put her on social media? Should I, you know, yeah. it's just, it was just, I was not ready for that. And probably because it was also, we're coming from the COVID years. So her last years in elementary school were yeah. different. Yeah. Um, but yeah, middle school. Oh, it's rough, man. It's rough. And they have boyfriends. They talk about their little boyfriends. And I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> And my daughter says, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, Mom. I'm just going with the flow here. Yeah, I don't know. I'm like, okay. <laughs> oh, man. I feel like I need to, like, stop time and just sit her down and be like, okay, do this, this, and this, and this. Yeah. Don't do this, this, and this. But yeah. we can't do that. I know. And they I all look, back. all the kids look angry. Well, I think they are. I do think they are, too. I think they're angry. We went on a tour of the middle school. Nobody said a word. I mean, I was like, nobody looks happy there. Oh, man. It's funny because, like, I have such clear, vivid memories of elementary school. I could name still. My husband laughs at me because he's like, how do you remember all your teachers from elementary school? I could name you every teacher. Da-da-da-da. High school, same thing. I could name you every teacher I had in high school. And then I think about middle school, and I could name, like, three or four teachers wow. I had and my memories are like super foggy mm-hmm. and I don't know if it's intentional because middle school is so awful that I just like blocked it out of, <laughs> of my mind yeah but I'm like well I remember Miss Miller I liked her but I can't remember like where my locker was you know but then right. like I go to high school I'm like I know exactly the hall my locker was on it was in front of so-and-so's class I'm like yeah but I think middle school is just I think it's a hard age it's rough yeah, mm. it's sweet yeah, girl. We're feeling it. We're feeling it. She's got a good sure. head on her shoulders, though. Oh, thank I think you. she'll do just fine. I, I, I'm praying. She <laughs> uh, all right. My next fun question is: uh, Who has influenced you in your life, and why? Uh, definitely my mother, mm-hmm. for sure. And not just because she's not on Earth anymore. I would say she, um, she's she was a very happy person. My friends growing up used to joke around that my mom would always smile when she was driving. Like, she'd always have a <laughs> smile on her face. She was bubbly and joyful, and yeah. I, I like to be like that, too. I just, I liked her happiness, and um, she was a teacher, so. Okay. Yeah, that influenced me for sure. Uh-huh. And um, then I would say my grandmother as well. My grandmother, uh, my dad's mother, lived, she just passed away, actually, at 102. <gasps> Wow. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. She just passed away right before COVID, which I was happy that she didn't have to live through COVID. Mm-hmm. She just was always on the go and just yeah. a wonderful person and prayed for me. Mm-hmm. Um, always concerned about me, you know. So yeah. that was uh, her. And then um, I would say maybe my um, my pastor's wife in Pittsburgh, just because she would always put on these amazing vacation Bible schools. Uh-huh. And, like, they were the highlight of my childhood. Uh-huh. And then when I was a teenager, I helped with them. And now I drive. we drive back to Pittsburgh every summer. 
and I teach at the um, Vacation Bible School, and now my kids get to attend. What? So, yeah, they have me come back and teach. It's, it's really fun, and it's just, she's just somebody that I really admire a lot. Yeah, that's really sweet. Yeah. Those sound like incredible women. Thank you. That you've had in your life. All right, my last question for you is, uh, what's something about you that would surprise people? Oh, jeez. Other than your temporary tattoos that never Oh, yeah, out, temporary we, tattoos. We know about those now. Um, let's see. <laughs> um, oh, I don't know if it's surprise you. I, I could eat the same thing every single day. Yes. I'm not creative when it comes to food. I just, like, if we go to a restaurant, I know already mm-hmm. what I'm going to get at that restaurant. Yeah. And it, it drives my husband bananas because he's the type that's like, we ate meat last week. Can we wait another week to eat meat and yeah. I'm like why why <laughs> it works it's good yeah exactly <laughs> are you a routine person like you have your daily like routine and I do I I am um, I wouldn't say I'm, I'm more organized I would say like yeah. my life is just between kids and work and yeah. all this stuff um you know it's just one of those things oh I sell skincare on the side <gasps> what Yes, on the, it's like my fun money. Oh so whatever money I make selling skincare, I uh, I just I have fun with. Yeah, you go to the mall. <laughs> I go to the mall. <laughs> Apparently, that's your thing. What's your what what line of skincare is it? It's called Rodan and Fields. Oh um, yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so Holly's Happy Skin <gasps> is my uh, okay. You know, Instagram and Facebook, and it's I've been doing it now for I think five years. Maybe six. It might be coming on six. And um, my skin just went nuts uh-huh. <laughs> after her pregnancies Ugh. and all the medical stuff I've been through. Mm-hmm. So my friend was selling it. And then after I went to a dermatologist and they were like saying all the stuff I had to do, I went back to my friend and I was like, okay, I'll try it. <laughs> and I just loved it. And yeah. So um, I was like, well, maybe I could sell it. So I have enough customers that it pays for my skincare and then any little bit of fun money. Yes. This is one of those things that Our I enjoy. Side. Yeah. Yeah. I like I like helping people get good skin and yeah. Yeah. Oh, fun. that's so awesome. Yeah. Well, those are all my questions for you. So Yay. thank you so much for just hanging out with us today. I loved it. Thank Yay. you. Have me back again. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what did I tell y'all? What did I tell y'all, right? I know I needed to hear Holly's story. I needed that fresh wind and that encouragement and that faith boost. I hope that it encouraged your heart and your spirit. Make sure you check out our episode notes for all the things mentioned in our conversation and how to connect with Holly on social media. And don't forget, leave us a rating and review, share with a friend, and make sure you come back next time here on Get Up Girl. We love y'all. Have a beautiful week.